You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfection and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host, and today I have with me Deb Preston. Deb is an award-winning author, founder of Brighterside Publishing, and lover of carbs and cheese, preferably paired together. She's a woman after my own heart there. She launched her blog, DebPreston.com, and its social media channels in 2017 to share both her heartwarming moments and facepalming experiences as a parent. Since then, her site has grown and expanded to several books, including her Maxi Awards 2022 Children's Book winner, Girls Can, and her comedic parenting memoir coming out April 13th, Learning on the Fly and Laughing Till I Cry, a journal of mothering my daughter from ages one to seven. Deb, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Awesome. Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? As you mentioned, I'm a blogger and an author. I'm originally from small town Iowa, but currently live in small town, Texas, <laughs> just outside of San Antonio, this little town called Holotus. And I am here with my husband of just over 10 years, Josh, and my seven-year-old daughter, Ari, short for Ariana, and a really fat beagle named Artanian, <laughs> and a calico kitten we just rescued a few months ago who really does her own thing, Luna, short for lunatic. So we're just... <laughs> It's a very fitting name if you were to meet her. So the she does her own thing was a kind description of her personality, huh? It was. I I thought about it, but you know, she can hear me right now and I don't want her to think that I'm talking trash about her. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. So tell me about your first book. It just launched February 2nd and it's my first ever children's book. It's actually an ode to my daughter. As you might imagine, an Ariana who prefers Ari, uh, she's not your girliest girl. She (laughs) loves to skateboard. She loves superheroes. Her dream in life is to have a mohawk. Love it. I haven't been able to get dad on board with that yet. (laughs) In other places in the country or in the world, that would be okay. But in the South, I feel like it's, it's met with a little more resistance. You know, she's not a very girly girl. She hasn't worn a dress in maybe three or four years at this point. And so I wanted a picture book that really celebrated that. And there are a lot that are like, here are historical women and things that they've done, or girls are just as good as boys, but I I don't care about boys. They're not in the picture, you know, Mm -hmm. for my daughter. And so I wrote this book, uh, just celebrating all of the stereotypical and non-stereotypical things that little girls can do, and just providing them with some mental scripts. There's a line that says, some might think girls are too scared to get hurt, to go on adventures or play in the dirt. They may be surprised or feel silly to learn that girls don't have time for all their concerns. And so I wanted to equip girls with a little bit of sass uh, and a lot of confidence that, you know, the way they are is is perfect and to be them. You just did. You just gave me full body goosebumps. That's hard. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, so cute. I have two girls, 17 and 19. Oh, I love it. Man, you you made it through the scarier. I'm afraid of teenage years. I may have to ship mine away. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really terrified of high school. (laughs) I love parenting every single day more. And and that's really saying something because I did not love the baby stage very much. I thought I would. And it was just so constant and exhausting. (sighs) They're just like these little fleshy piles of need and... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> they just as they mature and grow their own little personalities, and you can see their character developing. It's just so exciting, and yeah, yeah. it is scary because the stakes are ever bigger for them emotionally and spiritually and, and mentally. But it is just the relationship is so worth it, and I'm I'm having that. a blast. So I'm I'm excited for you for your future okay. with Ari. Right. That's that's so fun. There's yeah. hope for me. You make me feel a little bit better. Oh my gosh, yes. And my kids are, I have one of each, one who is, she was making herself known from literally 20 weeks in utero. She was, we went to a movie and it was too loud for her and she was like having a fit in there. And I I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm afraid she's going to create a cord accident or something. Like I know she's going to break out. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to tie herself in a knot. And so I got, I went, I left and my husband's like, this baby's already controlling our life. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so she she lives her life out loud, happy and sad. And then we have one that flies much more under the radar. And they're both amazing people. And I love that. That's perfect. Good balance. Yeah. Okay. And tell us about your book that's coming out April 13th. This is weird that you're having two books released in the same year. That's amazing. You know what? Thank you. It sounded really exciting before it actually (laughs) happened. And now I'm in the middle and I'm like, this was a terrible idea. Um, what have I done? <laughs> I, truly. <laughs> tell myself, once I get to the summer, I can breathe. But my other book, it's actually sort of a compilation of uh, my journey with my daughter. It's, you know, it's the subtitle is A Journal of Mothering My Daughter from Ages One to Seven. And it's exactly that. Um, it's a lot of social media posts that I posted on my blogs, you know, my blog sites, a lot of journal entries, just all put together in order. So some days are really, you know, long entries and, oh, motherhood is just changing my life for the better, like really reflective or learning something cool about myself. And then some days are like, today, my daughter was convinced that our dog ate Jesus. It was real <laughs> hard to talk her, talk her off the ledge. Um, you know, so some days are great. And some days are a little, a little wild. So you kind of follow that journey through the book. Uh, my hope is that people will read it and kind of follow the journey that I did. I'm a perfectionist. I, I used to be. Now I, I suck at perfectionism. Mm, a recovered perfectionist? So am I. Yes. The kids will the kids will rip that right out of you. Yes. <laughs> it's like she didn't even care what schedule I wanted her to be on. She just <laughs> did her own thing. Uh, and so it was really my journey of, you know, going through wanting control of everything to kind of having no control of anything to finding that middle ground where I can roll yeah. with the punches. I can laugh at myself. I do that a lot, but I, you know, I, I just have a good handle until, until she's in high school. But for now I feel like I have a good handle. So uh, it's, it's a fun read. It's very unconventional to what people are probably used to reading. I'm hoping that everyone loves it. That's so exciting. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's do your rapid fire questions. If you had 24 hours in your home alone with no pressing to do is what would you do? I actually had this last year. It wasn't in my home because my husband knows that I can't not knock off my to-do list. So he sent me for Mother's Day to this little, I guess, bungalow in the hill country outside of San Antonio. Just gorgeous. No traffic, no neighbors. And I didn't know what I would do, but it turns out I did a lot of writing. And, you know, as a writer, you have a lot of to-do writing that you have to do. Mm -hmm. But I just did some creative writing. I sat on the porch and watched deer. It turns out I just miss silence. (laughs) You don't Mm -hmm. get silence as a mom. And I I brought a couple bottles of wine and I mostly just just sipped them over the weekend, watched some movies that I thought my my family would grumble about watching with me. It was really nice just to have time to think. I, I am an introvert. 
introverts gain energy and hope for life by having some alone time. And as a mom, like you don't get that. So I just sort of fast. That's why I love my car. Yes. My car is my sanctuary. Yes. It's the only time I'll do like an extra lap or Mm -hmm. don't tell my husband, but sometimes on my way home, I'll do like an extra lap around our neighborhood because I'm just like, I'm enjoying the moment for a second, you know? I'm just not ready to re-enter. Yeah. My husband was always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you have so many errands. You're going to be gone all day. I'm so sorry. Thank you for doing all that. And I'm like, (laughs) bye-bye. Like, I love it. I'm going to get my giant Diet Coke and I will listen to some podcasts, but I will also have some silence. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I am a very sociable introvert. So people forget that I have that need. Yes. And I forget that I have it because I'm a people pleaser and all I want to do is give people what they want and need from me, you know? Girl, same. I I felt so apologetic for a long time, like wanting that time. But then I realized, you know, you really need it when that's in your personality. So I'm I'm getting better. I'm I'm as I drive my car around. And people who love you want that for you. Obviously, I mean, your husband. That's that's such a beautiful gift that he gave you. I would, I would love that. Sometimes I used to think, okay, the next time the Olympics comes around, I'm gonna get a hotel room for just myself and watch the Olympics. <laughs> All I want because my yes. husband doesn't want to see any of the human interest stories, and I have to see all of those. Like, I'm not going to care about the race if I don't know who's racing, you know? And I'm a big gymnastics fan. I never get to watch it. We need that. We'll be able to better meet all the needs and demands if we have had what we need, you know? Absolutely. It was interesting. I even found that while I was away, because I had been having like allergies, you know, I was coming down with something, and even just having those couple of days to myself. I went away. Like all of my mm. all my physical ailments just went away. Just being able You're to like, rest and and have that so healing. Yeah, yes. being able to just listen to what your body needs and wants, and doing that, ministering to yourself. It's just something we never do. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm so thankful for a husband who understands that sometimes for Mother's Day, the thing you want most is to not be a mother for a short for a short time. Totally. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's go a little more superficial now. What's been your favorite binge watch or what TV show are you hooked on right now? Ooh, I'm just finished the last season of Ghosts. Not the American one. I'm I'm personally offended that they <laughs> they made an American version, uh, but the BBC version, <laughs> it's so good. You're a purist. And I don't know if you've seen it, but the premise is this couple inherits yeah. an, an old historical house. And the first day they're there, the woman falls out a window and she dies for a second and they mm-hmm. bring her back. But since she died, she can see all the ghosts who live there. And the premise is wherever you die, that's where you are. And you just stay there and you're and you're kind of constrained to that. And so she's got like all of these ghosts living in her house. She has like a caveman, a 16th century poet, <laughs> this like stockbroker or whatever from the 90s who died having an affair. So he's got like no pants the whole time. There's a <laughs> scout leader who got shot through the neck with an arrow. And so it's just it's just the mix of people and the absurdity of like, and what do you can do? Can all these ghosts interact with each other? Yeah, they're they're just like a very awkward family. And now this girl can hear them all and is trying to live her life and open an Airbnb with them all there. So it's great. I highly recommend. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to watch it. Again, Joanne, only on BBC. Don't watch the American version because they stole from the BBC version and then they did not do it as well. So that just just stick with the British. I (laughs) I sure will. I'll be a purist, too. Love it. Okay. Do you have a recurring dream? And if so, what is it? I do. And I've I've had it for maybe 20 years now, just on and off. I don't know what it means about me, but 
I, I keep dreaming that I am trying to get ready. I'm either trying to shower or get dressed or do hair and makeup or something. And something is preventing me. And it's either I have to do something else and I can't get ready. And it's just like this maddening thing. Or I start to get ready and then the door on the bathroom is broken and I don't have privacy and then I can't. And it's just like, I've been trying to get ready for 20 years now in my dreams on and off (laughs) through the years and I still haven't. But if you believe in yourself, I mean, maybe one day I will. I don't know. I don't know what that dream means. (laughs) Wow. I think that's so interesting. I have no idea what it means, but I'm uh, I'm fascinated. I need to talk to a psychologist. Huh, that's not one I've heard before. No? I could do some pop psychology around it, but it probably wouldn't be accurate. So, Do you Google your dreams? Because I, I Google, but that one I can't Google. But I have done every that. other dream I, I do Google. It's good stuff. I know that the teeth falling out is a really common dream, which I've never had, actually. Have you had that one? Mm-mm, I never have. So Thank weird. goodness. Apparently, people have <laughs> dreams that their teeth are crumbling and falling out of their mouth, and it's like the worst nightmare. I didn't get the memo on that one. But every guy that I ever dated before my husband, I had nightmares that I would like spontaneously be at the altar. Like I would just realize all of a sudden I'm at the altar marrying this guy. And I'm like, wait, what? No, no. Oh, no. (laughs) That's terrifying. That's horrible. Yeah, that's not very subtle. That was my subconscious (sighs) saying, move on. This isn't him. And, you know, it always took me a really long time. And then I tell you what, the minute I started dating my husband, I never had another one of those dreams. (gasps) And then it took him two years to propose. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, you gave me goosebumps and then frustration two years, but he he got there. He got there. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He had a plan and he he had to see it through. Okay. What is the most amazing thing you've ever won? As you mentioned at the start, the Maxi Award. So I created this book, Girls Can, and submitted it to a few publishers and wasn't getting any hits really because they'd say, you don't have any prior work that we can look at. You don't have another children's book that we can see the success of this. And so one of the publishers suggested that I should enter for a literary award and said that would give you some clout. So I entered into the Maxi Awards, just hoping, not that I would place, but I was like, do they have like honorary mention or something like that? And that would help Mm -hmm. me. Can they just put Um, my name on the website? (laughs) Can you just something to reference and my book proposal? But we were one of the runner-ups, which shocked me. That was exciting enough for me. And then a few days later, they announced that we we won first. So we were the number one for this nationwide literary award. We took home the gold for children's book. So it was so exciting. I've never won anything so personally significant to me. It took us like two years to, between writing and illustrating the book. It was a it was a big moment. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm I'm curious about the illustrator too. Who's the illustrator? The illustrator is my friend James. We work together. Actually, writing is not my full-time job. I manage a call center team, as does he. He had illustrated a few things for work purposes. And he's just the best artist that I know. So one day I asked him if he would like to illustrate a children's book, thinking, this is a big ask um, of a friend. (laughs) And he was excited. He said he had always wanted to, and he was on board. It was really fun, just a slow progress. It takes a long time. I just can't imagine how hard it would be to explain your vision to an illustrator. I'm almost kind of like doing a crime scene face recognition. What are those called? The, you know, the drawings that they make like, no, 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 bigger nose, you know? Yes. And he was, he's so patient because it is hard to, to explain what you're looking for. And that's why I, that's why I did ask him because I thought if anyone will be on board with me with this vision that I have, because I told him 
I want a really diverse cast. I want girls of every race and um, size. And I want a girl in a wheelchair. And I want to make sure that it's like accurate to wheelchairs that kids are using today. And I want a girl with a cochlear implant. I was very specific. He even took it to the next level. And he's like, well... I drew this girl in this role white, but then I thought, mm, is that too stereotypical? And so he was like overanalyzing it himself. So I'm, I'm so thankful. Uh, you're um, like, okay, he's bought in. He's on board. This yes. Is exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very that's grateful. awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited Thank for you. you. That's really, that's, oh, it's always nice to have validation and it is especially nice to have validation that's going to help you meet your goals. So good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What's your silliest memory with your best friend? I would say that the word silly mostly describes all of my years with uh, my best friend from high school through through junior high and high school. Her name is Shalina. Shalina Money, when we were in high school, by the way, which is the best name ever. Now she's Shalina Wallace, which is still a great name. But we we were kind of bored with our small town Iowa life. Uh, we, we felt that we were really meant to be more exotic and exciting people. And so uh, every time that we would leave our town where everyone knew us, we would go once or twice a week to Des Moines, which is like not a huge city, but it's someplace you can go where people don't know you. And every time we'd go there, we were Australian. And I don't know why (laughs) it started. I don't remember. And I don't even know how good my Australian accent was, but we were Australian and we wouldn't explain ourselves. We would just speak in Australian accents and let people draw their own conclusions about how exotic mm-hmm. and cool that we were. Well, wow. Just everywhere. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do love an Australian accent. I think they're hard to do, though. It is. Now I can't do one. But in high school, I remember speaking in one a lot. I don't know what it sounded like. Confidence and flexibility to just know our brains are stiffer now. (laughs) If you like to rip your bra off when you're finally home for the day, you're just like me. But... I don't like my boobs to be all akimbo in a million directions, and I don't want to terrorize the UPS man. So I came up with shelfies, which are super soft, cozy, built-in shelf bra loungewear. Each shelf bra has just enough thickness for nipple coverage, separate cups, which are built-in for good separation, and just enough lift for some support. S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Not because we're fancy, but because plain shop was taken. (laughs) Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our embarrassing moments so that our listeners remember they're not alone. They remember that they look upon someone, think they're fancy, and should remember that, oh, no, everyone has these stories. And also to yes. see how bonding it is to share them. So what do you have for us today? I have a, I'm have. an embarrassing person. So I have a few. You know, uh, when I was Australian in high school, I was trying to look cool. And I remember this one time. We went to the mall as they were closing back when malls were more of a thing. We ran into a store and I noticed some cute boys. So obviously I'm trying to like seem cool, seem like I have it together. What I didn't realize was that when we went into the store to discourage more people from coming in, the workers had like pulled down this kind of like a gate over the front. They had pulled it down to like our knee level so that they would just let us out, but would discourage other people from coming in. (laughs) Except it wasn't a gate. It was clear. It was like this clear plexiglass door and there were no seams and it was at the knees. 
So as part of my being so cool with these boys, I turned around like I had somewhere very important to be, scampered off with my Australian accent and ran fast out the door. And and I ran right into this huge door covering the entrance of the store. And just like, I don't, I don't, I can't make sound effects, but it just like rumbled like this deep rumbling. I thought the whole thing was going to break. I'm shocked that it didn't break. You ricochet off of it. I did. I was running so fast. And then I tried to recover real cool and just kind of laugh it off as the workers like worried about me and lifted the gate for me. And then I just, I just ran. I just ran down the <laughs> Never to be seen again. Get away in the mall. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's, that's really when my gracefulness started. Oh, and, and how hard your best friend laugh? I was with Shalina, but my, my mom was there too. And I could, I don't even know. Who laughed because I just like shut out the world and ran. <laughs> you just peeled out. Yeah. I asked her, I, my mom yesterday because I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast. And I, I said, do you remember this time that this happened? And my mom said, oh, yeah, I tell that story to people. It's so funny. So I guess <laughs> I guess my mom is still sharing it. That's sweet of her. It's your mom's favorite party trick. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is good to know, mom. Uh, us moms uh, were humans after all <laughs> yes it's very sweet <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny uh did you have any physical injuries i did not although it did give me a headache <laughs> initially to to plant my face into oh. it but again just shame and and speed as i ran away it just covered all of my symptoms oh my gosh yeah the adrenaline probably just got you out of there and then let you yes. down you down hard. Yeah, it's all a blur past that. Oh them. my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, tell me what happened at your daughter's school. Another time where you were probably trying to impress, <laughs> if you're anything like me. I was. I was trying to be like Susie Homemaker, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Like I'm I'm very bad at most things at home. I can't cook to save my life. It's a wonder you're all alive. Yes. Thank thank God my daughter does not want like cute braids and things because the only hairstyles I know are like ponytail and down and that's it. <laughs> so my daughter's school, they have a fundraiser every year and they build gingerbread houses, right? And the parents make the gingerbread houses and then they have this big event and people can come in and they can like decorate this gingerbread house that's already built and kind of cemented down. So my daughter's first year in preschool, she's three and they ask for parent volunteers. That year I volunteered to bake the gingerbread dough because they're like, we'll just send you a ball of dough home. You just cut it in the shape of the house and bake it. And I I was terrible at that. It was uneven and it baked weird. And I felt really embarrassed turning it in uh, the next day. And I was like, oh, oh, Ari helped. Like she didn't help. That's just all me. So then the next year I was like, you know what? <laughs> Baking is not my forte. Rolling with a rolling pin is not my strength. So I thought I will help with the mixing crew because they asked this crew to just come in and they, they pre-measure the ingredients. All you have to do is dump it into – you bring your mixer, dump it into the bowl, and then just hand it to them. So I thought, I can do that. I'd like – I have a I, mixer. You know, that's not too crazy. <laughs> I can dump. Yes. You know, that's what I thought. So I bring my mixer, and I hadn't touched it, I mean, in at least four years. You know, As soon as my daughter was born, I was like, screw it. I can't, <laughs> I can't bake anything. Um, so I hadn't touched it. kind of forgot how to use it. So I dump all my ingredients in. And the paddle starts mixing and it's not reaching like very low in the bowl. It's just like mixing the air Mm -hmm. above the ingredients. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, this is an odd dilemma. So I try to take the bowl off the base and kind of like hold it up to the paddle. And then the paddle like hits it and almost knocks it out of my hand. I'm like, oh my God. And this sweet mother, sweet, sweet lady. Thank you, Emily. Looked at me and she's like here. And she set the bowl back down and she just like cranked this really obvious crank on the Uh side of the mixer to lift the bowl up. So I'm like, okay, I forgot the crank part. It's okay. Just one person knows that I suck. So I'm like, okay, I know how to crank. Now I can just mix, you know, all of these gingerbread dough balls up. So I finished my first batch and I walk it to this table where there are moms with like wax paper and all you have to do is dump your dough and they'll wrap it up and then that's it. And then you start your next batch, except I didn't realize, I thought it would just kind of like dump with a splat, you know? (laughs) So I just dumped the bowl and it was more of a ball shape and it just rolled. And it rolled off of there, like right past the wax paper off of the table. And then it hit the floor and it just like rolled a little further. So it rolled like a couple of feet across the floor. And then I was like, okay, don't dump. Like you have to be more gentle with this. So it's like, it's okay. Now, now just like three moms know that I'm, I'm terrible at this. It's okay. My reputation shouldn't spread like too far, you know? So I, I've, I did better at mixing after that. And I did better at dumping dough after that because there's apparently that art to it. And I made it through the day and then I get to the end and I need to wash. Like they have a sink there so you can wash your paddle and your bowl and all of this crap. So I'm walking with my my bowl and all the little accessories to the sink and I lose my shoe. <laughs> and it was like, it was so cute. Uh, I found like these super cute slides at Target, but they weren't in my size. <laughs> And so I was wearing them like half a size too big, which usually is okay. No, they didn't have it. Kind of hard to keep your foot in there. Yes. I stepped right out of it just on one foot and I went to go back for it to try to step back in. But there was like this rush of moms behind me and they looked like very official going to the same sink. So I was like, I can't mess up these professionals. I'll just go to the sink and I'll, I'll, I'll come back for it. So I'm. I washed my bowl and everything in the sink with one shoe and one bare foot. And then I come back to look for my shoe and it's gone. And I guess like in the shuffle, like no one's thinking that there's a shoe on the floor in this place with no children, you know, no one's looking for that. And so some people, I guess, must have like walked by and kicked it a little bit. So I was just there, Joanne, just, just holding a bowl and a paddle in my hands, just with one shoe looking all over. And I found it. it was like against a wall somewhere. But um, you know what? That was when my daughter was four and I have never volunteered <laughs> for gingerbread ever again. And I go, I go to the event and I pay them money to help with their fundraiser and I make a gingerbread house. But I'm like, y'all don't want me here. I am not helping. <laughs> you, you want me to stay home. Believe me. <laughs> I have other skills. It's okay. That's, I don't remember where we saw that, but we like to say in my house, you're good at other things. <laughs> like I'll, I'll totally <laughs> mess something up and my husband will be like, oh, you're good at other things. Thanks, babe. <laughs> ever, ever since then, that's what I tell my daughter. I'm like, you know what? That's not my thing. I have other things. Don't you worry about me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not it. <laughs> we can't all be good at everything. <laughs> 
Oh, it's true. Oh, it's we true. all need to shine I in our areas, that. you know, if we were all, yeah, if we were all good at everything. That's really my calling. I really let the other moms shine. See, you're lowering the bar. Show that's, their yeah, that's, you are out there lowering the bar just, on a daily basis. So am I. I'm one of those. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're exactly. welcome, other moms. I'm making you feel so good <laughs> and look so good. Yes. You just go about your day feeling better about yourself for having interacted <laughs> with me. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm just here to bring comfort and encouragement to uh-huh. others. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Tell me about online categories. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, like I, I mentioned, I, I manage a call center team. We're all remote. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's hard to build a sense of community. So, and they're, they're feeling kind of overwhelmed. We are learning some new skills. And so I was like, you know what? For a team meeting this week, we're going to play a game. So I found this website with online categories. And if anyone doesn't know categories, you know, you roll essentially a, a die that gives you a letter and then they give you all of these categories and you have to think of a word that fits each category with that letter. So they're like cities that start with J and you say Jacksonville. Okay. Except it wasn't J. So I play this game. I, I got like one or two rounds. Okay. And I have some pretty horrible answer. I can't. I can't think if there's a timer and my Mm. brain goes blank and I just get really dumb because I panic. So already my answers were pretty bad in the first couple of rounds. But I was like, it's okay because in this game, you can't see whose dumb answer that is. They they just think someone is dumb. So they don't don't know it's me. (laughs) But someone rolled an I, right? Well, virtually rolled an I. And a bunch of people mentioned like, oh, man, we were so close to that J. J would have been so easy. And I don't know what... (laughs) I don't know what my brain did, but it's all I heard was J. And so I did all the categories with J and some pretty horrible answers too, because again, panic. So I have all these crappy J answers and it would have been okay. Like I could have been anonymous except the first, like my brain still hadn't clicked. And the first round we come up and we were looking at all of the answers and I totally out, out myself because, um, I was like, oh, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> like pointing to my own answer. And they're like, oh, but it doesn't start with I. And so you could just see the look, like the dumb look on my face as I realized like, shoot. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so like they know it's me and it was so, so awkward. And I just laughed like my face was so red. But then I had to sit there through the rest of the 10 categories um, and they all saw my stupid, like, there's Deb with another J. This one isn't even an answer for this category. Um, so I just, I couldn't even talk. I was just laughing. I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, this is, this Painful. is horrible. I'm just reliving in it and 10 times. It's like Groundhog's Day. It's never going to end. I'm already so terrible at those games. I can't think on the spot. So yeah, don't play categories. Well, maybe do play categories with me. You'll win. If you like winning games. (laughs) And, you know, if you're trying to build your team morale, right? Well, now they're all laughing at you. So they feel really (laughs) close to each other. (laughs) I brought brought humor and levity. And that was really my goal. So mission accomplished. (laughs) I love it. You're welcome, team. Oh, Lordy. You know you're giving me an ab workout. Uh, done. A workout done. Oh, good. You're welcome to yeah, you, too. Thank you. Thank you. So. See how <laughs> see how generous you are. <laughs> I am just this very giving person. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're just making sure we all have our needs met over here. Oh, my gosh. So good. <laughs> I ne- Pardon me while I blow my nose. That's what happens when I laugh too hard. 
I don't, I don't have the nose problem. I have the eyes, the eyes watering problem. And if I laugh too hard, then they water too hardcore. And then like, then I'm like, ah, oh, my contacts. Ugh. So I'm, I'm a yeah, mess. And um, what's happening in my nose is it's all, it's coming from my eyes and going straight down my nose. That's so annoying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's an alternate it's route. anatomy lesson, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's time to talk about what you have been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too. Yes. This is not anything new or revolutionary, but you've probably seen um, my favorite thing this last year and a half has been my lettuce grow tower. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like lettuce, the word lettuce, and then the word grow, but then they have the word play, but it looks like this white spaceship and it's a hydroponic garden and you can put it outside, but I have it inside with some lights and it's amazing because I, I like the concept of gardening, Mm -hmm. but I don't like the Texas heat. It's really miserable. I don't like bugs of any sorts and I would try outdoor gardening and I'd feel like I was spending a hundred dollars in water to grow like a 25 cent Uh cucumber, you know? Amen. So this little tower, it's so cool. It's just like a plug of dirt. And you put in the seed and then you just pop it in and it's on a timer and it waters it on a timer and you can't screw it up like I do with most things gardening. And all you have to do like once a week, you dump nutrients into the tank and you might add a little more water and then you just eat all of these delicious like lettuce and vegetables and fruits you can grow on there. It's that's crazy. It's amazing. And I can't screw it up. And it actually produces enough for like for you to make salad a couple times a week or how how does that work? Is it like just a little tiny bite of lettuce? It's too much. Too much? No, it's too much. Wow. It's, it's, I'm, I'm such a nerd. I'm all like getting infomercial on you. It's shocking, Joanne. <laughs> um, it's, it's really amazing wow. because I have four layers. So it's like there are six, six little pods in each level. And then I have four levels. So I have 24. And I was growing a lot of lettuce and I had enough for salads for myself and sometimes for my husband or daughter. And then I was growing these other veggies and realized, you know what? The other veggies are nice, but really I'm just in it for the lettuce. Like I love a good salad. <laughs> so I put this last round, every single pod lettuce and I'm eating, I'm eating way too much. My stomach may actually be a little pissed at me, but I'm eating <laughs> a lot the of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are eating lettuce. My neighbors oh my are goodness, eating lettuce. Because um, I'm always out of lettuce. No, it's, it's amazing. Okay. I'm going to get myself one of these. There are like shortages now too of yeah. lettuce. And I'm like, look at ours. And it lasts forever when you grow it yourself. Like it doesn't go bad three days after yes. you buy it. It's always getting water. It's always getting the light it needs in the perfect interval. So it grows like crazy fast. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm on board. I'm going to link to one of these in the show notes. And then I hope to get going with my own lettuce tower. Do you have cats though? I just rescued one a few months ago. Oh, that's right. You have a calico. A rude calico or a... A lunatic calico. Yeah. <laughs> so does she climb the lettuce tower? No. You know, it was fun. That was our biggest concern. We thought that our dog would try to eat it because mm-hmm. um, he's he's a glutton. Like I mentioned, he's a very fat beagle. <laughs> but he wasn't the problem. It's been Luna. She leaves it alone for the most part. But she does. She watches me pick it. And then she tries to pick it. And I'm like, <laughs> no. And I have to keep pushing her down. So she doesn't climb it. But she does try to eat my lettuce supply. And I just have to swat her off. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. We have a couple cats, but they're pretty old. They're older, so they're not super energetic. They like to sit in there. One of my favorite things I've gotten this year is a window seat that suctions to the window for our cats. It's so <gasps> cute. I literally just said that today because I was like, look at how freaking happy she is with sunlight on the yes. window. So what if she had more room yeah, okay. to spread out? <laughs> you go to Tuft and Paw. It's kind of an investment, but 
but it's worth it because they're like really well made and our cats are like hefty, pudgy. They cannot break this thing. It is so neat. I'm going to post a picture of my cats in this seat and post a link to this where you get it in the show notes because it is so, so cute. I think I got an email saying, can you review it? And I included a picture with it and they were like, oh, can we use this for marketing purposes? And I'm like, heck yes, you can. (laughs) Oh, so photogenic, your cats. That's right. (laughs) My photographing skills for once did not betray me. You know what I just learned about that you should Google for your cats? I, when I, I'll have to get it when I'm rich. I can't get it right now. <laughs> um, I just learned about catios. Have you seen them? Oh my gosh, I want one so bad. Instead I, kept, of- I told my, my husband's real handy. So I have all these ideas and he's just like, yeah, down girl. And I'm like, why not though? Cause like, but what if they could go outside? But these cats are our daughter's cats. So the hope is ah, that they'll be moving out soon. Smart, smart, smart. The, so maybe hold off on your catio yes, for a little the, bit. The Humane Society in our area has a catio <laughs> and it is so huge and cool. Yeah. I love them. They're so cute. I feel like how happy would my cat be if she could also go outside? Uh, I, I might be actually a little bit nervous with her because she, again, she's a lunatic. Um, so I might have to watch her closely out there. But um, yeah, that's my new that's my new super cool goal. Your new dream. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Do you have a funny or awful or crazy first-ish date story? I have an awful first date story. Oh, goody. I hope that he's totally forgotten and would never listen to your podcast. Most of my listeners are women. So unless his wife hears it and tells him the story, you know, and in that case, it worked out well for him. He, he was he was delightful wife of his, whatever his name was. But I met this guy in line, right? And he was nice enough to talk to on the phone. But for our day, when I got, I guess when we were talking on the phone before we met each other in person, I had mentioned in passing a song on the radio that I liked. I don't even remember what the song was, but I got into his car, which was my first mistake. I mm-hmm. should have driven my own car there so that I could escape. Mm-hmm. So I get into his car and he starts playing. He, he like presses play on this album and he's just like looking at me for <laughs> for a reaction and I don't know who this is so like I don't react but it's super awkward and then he's like well it's so and so I'm like what and so he went out for our first date and bought the album oh of that one song that I liked I like I had never heard any of their other songs so already I'm feeling awkward and then I have to be like oh wow so thoughtful thank you so much so like we're off to a shaky start and then he takes me to this a karate gym? Do you call it a gym? A karate gym? A dojo. A dojo. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, karate experts. We don't know what we're talking about, but we think it's a dojo. <laughs> Thank you. When you say dojo, I picture like this little place in the woods. It wasn't like it was in a strip mall, but he he actually he owned. It was like part of why I was like, oh, this guy sounds interesting because he owned. This karate gym dojo. Um, and he was he was young. He was like mid-20s. Oh. So I thought that was super cool. But then he took me there. And I was like, okay, well, he's showing off his gym. That's cool. And I get I get inside and he's like, okay, kick off your shoes. What? I'm dead. I'm wearing these really cute heels, skinny jeans, <laughs> and um, like a, a date top, like a shirt, a date shirt, for lack of a better word. Like not not like karate clothes. These are sitting clothes. 
<laughs> so I like I I take off my shoes just to make him happy, and I step on the mat, and he wants me to do kicks. He wants Good me Lord. to like kick this bag, this hanging bag, and do these things. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not really dressed. I'm not dressed for this. It's hard in skinny jeans. Not sure if you tried. And he's like, It's okay. Why don't you just break a board? <laughs> I'm like, No problem. I, no, thank you. Yes, he brings out a board, like the ones that they give kids that are already like pre-broken, mm-hmm. and he wants me to chop it in half. And I've got like, my nails are nice. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. I believe you. It's great. And he insists that I chop a board in half, and then he gives it to me to keep as a memory of like me overcoming something uh. with him. So sweet. Um, and then the last thing that I had mentioned on our conversations was that I hate karaoke i don't care if you want to karaoke that's great for you but i will never in my life karaoke uh-huh. that's just not my personality yeah. and so the next place he took us was uh an applebee's to karaoke What? and he was he was hoping in his mind i guess to win me over to all of the things that i hate he was gonna heal your karaoke wound <laughs> Yeah, he that was his mission. It was just a night of healing wounds and breaking boards and breaking, you know, barriers in my mind. He takes me to this Applebee's. He knows everyone there. (laughs) And he goes up and sings his song, like some nickelback song. And he sings a song. And I'm like, Oh, that's that was so good. Great, let's eat. He's like, Oh no. Like that was only one song. Oh, no. My audience, they know what songs I sing. Like, I have to sing all of them or they'll be disappointed. Oh, and so I thought we were going to, like, eat and have drinks. But he had an audience. And he went back up and he sang, like, four more songs, I think. And it was just torturous. And I didn't have my car. And so I forget how I got out. I, like, feigned an emergency. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry to cut this short. I'm having so much fun. But I have to go. And so it was really torturous. <laughs> torturous and long. Mm. So did you get an Uber or a cab or something or did he t- did you have to give it a ride? He him? drove me back to help me with with my fake emergency oh, no. and that was the last time I ever saw his face. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was so sweet but it's so awkward. Oh, cute. Needless to say it was not a good fit. <laughs> no. No, not a good fit at all. <laughs> Oh, dating is so painful. It really is. I mean, sometimes it's fun, but a lot of times it's just like, it's like when you walk into a store in the mall and and they see you walking in. So then you can't just turn tail and get out of there. You're like, wait, this isn't what I thought it was. But you have to like be polite and walk through and not. (laughs) Now I'm trapped. And you have to not walk out too fast lest you run into a plexiglass gate. (laughs) But even if there isn't one. Oh man, that's no. You have to, and you have to like, you have to watch your face. And that I'm ter- yes. the older I get, the worse I get at that. Like I cannot control my facial expressions, <laughs> and dating requires that you do. It's very hard. <laughs> oh man, well I'm glad that you found your prince charming who knows that you need a night alone in a bungalow <laughs> or however many nights that yeah. Okay. Wow. That was a bad one. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. No offense to said Prince Charming. He just wasn't your Prince Charming, right? He's delightful. Yeah. No, I, I admire his drive at such a young age. I hope that he's helping his wife somewhere overcome all of her inhibitions um, and that she really likes that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that could be really powerful for someone. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Wishes. Tell my listeners all the places where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find me. I'm I'm old. I'm aging. 
So my biggest platform is Facebook. So you can find me at facebook.com slash Deb Preston blog. Um, at the same handle, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I reluctantly have moved on to Twitter recently. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on my website. It's just debpreston.com. So easy enough to find. Nice. Uh, and yeah, those are all all the places I am. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Deb. <laughs> Thank you for the ab workout and the, and the sinus clean out. <laughs> You are so much fun. I really appreciate you taking your time with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. This is a A plus hands down most fun interview ever. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So fun. Right back at you. Okay, as you can tell, Deb Preston is definitely my cup of tea. That was so much fun, wasn't it, you guys? All right. Well, For all the links that we talk about and a picture of my cats in their window perch, go to fancyfreepodcast.com backslash episode 151, and you can find all the links and pictures, etc. Remember that Fancy Free listeners get 10% off at Shelfie Shop, so if you want the super cozy built-in shelf bra, loungewear, the most comfortable pajamas you'll ever wear in the world, go to shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com and use the code FANCYFREE for 10% off and shipping's always free as well. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look. <laughs>